Welcome back. Let's continue our discussion of the widow benefit. Widow benefits in general are Social Security benefits that are available to surviving spouses. If someone were to lose a spouse and they qualify for a widow benefit, which means they've been married for nine months or more, with some exceptions, which I noted before, they are eligible for a widow benefit, which means they have the opportunity to file on the earnings record of the deceased as opposed to their own. This is a situation where there would be a greater benefit under the widow benefit than their own benefit. That's the main reason why someone would do this. Um, most of the time we're talking about women, women who have stayed home to raise children, women who have sacrificed their income, their future benefit. Uh, they lose their husband, they're going to be better off filing for the Social Security benefit on their late husband than they are on their own. So the widow benefit is mainly there to protect someone against a low Social Security benefit and it allows us to file on the earnings record of someone else. Very similar to the spousal benefit and the divorce benefit, what we've been talking about. In fact, most of these planning strategies, the biggest mistakes that people make is that they're, real, they're not realizing that there's actually another way to receive Social Security benefit that is not based on their own record. So the spousal benefit is where you file on the record of your spouse. The divorce benefit would be that you file on the record of your ex. And a widow benefit would be that you file on the record of the deceased spouse. All of those situations are such that they're a benefit if those benefits are actually greater than filing on your own benefit based on your own work history. So those are, in general, why we would use these types of strategies. So if you've been married for nine months or more, you qualify for this. Now, the biggest questions that I receive generally at my seminars regarding widow benefits, where the most of the confusion is, is not so much whether or not someone is eligible for it. And it's not so much whether or not it's a benefit for them. It's what happens if they get remarried. That's the most common question that I receive regarding widow benefits. And there's some unusual rules which I want to cover with you. Now, I mentioned before that divorce benefit is available if you're single. Uh, last week when we talked about that, I said if you were remarried, you're going to lose your widow benefit, excuse me, your divorce benefit. With a widow benefit, if you get remarried, that's not necessarily true. You could lose it. You may not lose it. Uh, the rule for the Social Security Administration is that if you are remarried earlier than age 60, or if you're remarried after age 60, it determines whether or not you're eligible for a widow benefit. If you get remarried before age 60, you're not. In that situation, you would fall into the normal rules associated with married couples, such as the spousal benefit. So in that situation, you would be able to file under your current spouse, the new spouse, um, going forward or in your own record, just like the spousal benefits that we talked about a few weeks back. If you get remarried after age 60, you actually have a choice. You can file on your new spouse. You could also file on the widow benefit, or you could file on your own record. You have to know which one would be the beneficial uh, way to go. And the easiest way to think about this is it pretty much all comes down to earnings history. Uh, and an ex a very simple example would be that if you were married to a brain surgeon and the brain surgeon passed away and you got remarried to a teacher, you're probably going to find out that the widow benefit is the way to go. And if the reverse of that was true and you were married to a teacher 
and then you remarry to a brain surgeon, you're probably going to find that the spousal benefit is the way to go. It's all going to come down to the earnings history of the, of, of the person, whether it's the deceased or whether it's the remarried income history. But if you're remarried after age 60, you have the ability to file in all those different situations. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. Again, they think that either because they're remarried, they don't have a widow benefit, or they think that their own benefit is all that's available to them. And that's just not correct. Uh, if you have more than one late husband or wife, you actually could file on the higher of the two. This is very similar to what we talked about with divorce benefits, where if you have more than one ex and you qualify under the rules, which was 10 years or more of marriage, you actually can pick the higher of the two. Same with the widow benefit. If you were married for nine months or more, the person passed away, and you're still eligible for a widow benefit, meaning that you were married after age 60, and then they passed away, you would actually be able to choose the higher of the two. So you could look at their earnings history to determine what would be the better way to go. Uh, that's also an uh, often overlooked situation. One other area that common mistakes are made are with the divorced widow benefits. And I didn't really cover divorced widow benefits. I just covered, covered last week divorce benefits in general. But a divorced widow benefit, there's two types of divorce benefits. There's a divorce benefit if you're alive. There's a divorce benefit if, excuse me, there's a divorce benefit if the ex is alive. There's a divorce, benefit, divorce widow benefit if the ex has passed away. And the amounts that you receive are different. Um, the divorce benefit in general, like we talked about last week, is 50% of whatever the ex makes at full retirement age. So whatever they would be receiving at full retirement age, the divorce benefit is one half of that. A divorce widow benefit is 100% of whatever they would be receiving at full retirement age. So we see a lot of situations where someone is receiving a divorce benefit for a number of years, the person passes away, where well, they can refile then for a widow benefit, a survivor benefit, and their Social Security income would double. That's just I said, another situation the Social Security Administration is not necessarily, uh, is not is not going to notify you to let you know that you can do that. That's something that you have to know that you're eligible for so you can refile for that widow benefit. Um, so a divorce widow benefit, very similar to a widow benefit, is 100% of whatever the person would have been receiving at full retirement age if they passed away before receiving Social Security or whatever they were receiving when they passed away if they are receiving Social Security. So let me say that again. I didn't say it very well. Uh, if someone is receiving Social Security, a survivor will continue to receive whatever they were receiving when they pass away. If they were not receiving Social Security, you're going to receive whatever they would have received at full retirement age. Very, very important distinction there. It doesn't, even if this is where we're going to lead into next week when we're going to talk about what age to file for Social Security, excuse me, in two weeks, we're going to talk about what age to file for Social Security. And this is a very big theme of that show. And that is that whatever the person was receiving at the time they pass away becomes the survivor benefit. And I'm going to talk about this at great length as far as what age you should file for Social Security. 
But the survivor benefit, whether it's a divorce benefit or a regular widow benefit, is 100% of whatever the person would receive at full retirement age or whatever they were earning at the time of their death. Very, very important that you understand that. So the other issues, um, remarried after age 60, remarried before age 60, determining your eligibility. One final area that I want to cover, um, we talked a little bit in past weeks about deemed filing. And just to reiterate that, deemed filing is a situation that came out of 2015 when they changed the rules. And what the deemed filing rules were is the standard going forward, and that's basically that you cannot pick and choose your Social Security benefits. Uh, once you file for Social Security, that's it. So you don't really have the ability to receive a benefit a certain way and then turn around and receive another benefit another way. Uh, they came up with these deemed filing rules. And what deemed filing said is that you, you're only eligible to receive one benefit at one time. And you don't really have the ability to pick and choose anything anymore. Now, we've been talking about some exceptions to that. And one exception that I mentioned a few weeks back for married couples was if you were born before 1954. You had the opportunity to receive a spousal benefit and then come back and receive your own benefit at age 70. Very, very important technique for those that qualify for that. And then with divorce strategies, I also mentioned an exception to uh, divorce benefits, that if you, if you were born before 1954 and you waited until your full retirement age to file for divorce benefits, then you would also have the right to come back at age 70 and file for your own benefit. So you could receive that divorce benefit for several years um, and then come back and receive the higher benefit at age 70 uh, with the increases the Social Security Administration make with delayed retirement credits. Very, very important. So those are two strategies that are extremely important, one for marrieds, one for divorces. Well, there's actually a third exception to the deemed filing rules, and that's actually for widow benefits. There are actually no deemed filing, except there's actually no deemed filing requirements ever for Social Security benefits. And what that basically means, in contrast to married couples or divorced couples, you don't even have to be born before 1954. There's no deemed filing rules ever for, Social, for survivor benefits. So someone can actually file for survivor benefits as early as age 60 and receive them while still coming back at age 70 and filing for their own benefit. And this does happen a lot. We do see situations where uh, maybe in an accident something unexpected has happened. We just need to get income in. We will file for Social Security. The person as part of the plan will go back to work um, and begin to work on their own benefit together with the increases the Social Security Administration make uh, between full retirement age and age 70, the 8% per year. And that's a very, very effective way to do it. So there's no deemed filing rules for survivor benefits ever. You don't have to be born before 1954 like you would with a spousal benefit and married couples or with a divorce benefit. You can file for a survivor benefit any time and still have the right to come back and file for your own benefit at age 70. The, te the ability to do that, though, is very similar what we to the other two strategies that we talked about, the other two exceptions, and that is the restricted application exceptions. We talked about that you have to file a certain way with the Social Security Administration to restrict your benefits. 
And with a restricted application, you're actually telling the Social Security Administration that you only want one type of benefit, even though you're eligible for more than one. So, excuse me, so with the married couples, you would actually file for a spousal benefit and restrict it only to that. And then you would come back and file for your own benefit later. Same thing with the divorce benefit. You would restrict it only to divorce benefits, then come back and get your own benefit later. Same strategy with a widow benefit. You would file for the widow benefits only and tell the Social Security Administration that you want to do that, and then you would come back and file for your own benefits later. But that pretty much completes the discussion of the widow benefits. I do want to mention very quickly next week. Next week I'm going to review all the strategies that we've been talking about. I'm obviously not going to be able to go into great detail, uh, as much detail as each individual show, but I just want to introduce you to all the different uh, concepts again, and we will go back over that so you can look for additional information. It's good to be with you, and have a good week. You've been listening to Insights with Philip Wilson, an Alabama-registered investment advisor. Learn more by visiting his website at ssmistakes.com or by calling 205 868 9297.